Hey, welcome everyone to another episode of Bible and Banter with your lovely co-hosts, Michael J. Alex and Eric Reynolds. I don't even know. What's your middle initial? R. Oh, I was thinking about stealing your identity. Is it Richard? Nope. Uh, Robert? No. Reinhold? Yes. Oh, man. Look. Look at that. Uh, let me say Rory. <laughs> no. Uh, Roger. Uh, no. Uh, am I getting close or further away? Further away. Is it possible that I'll get it? Probably not. Ryan? Nope. Ryan started the fire. fire. It was always burning. <laughs> uh, so, so... Oh my goodness. This is going to bother me until I get it. And I don't want you to tell me because now like I like guessing games. So, (laughs) uh, what other R names are there? Reginald. Nope. Hmm. Okay. What is it? I don't, I'm not telling. Why? Because I have a, I have an identity that I need to keep somewhat secure. Oh my god! Will you tell me off air? Sure. Okay. It's it's my it's my dad's name. Well, I don't know your dad's name. What's your well, dad's that, name? That's your own fault. That's your What's own your fault. I'm not telling you. If you don't, oh, if you're not, if you don't want to be my fr- enough of my friend to know my dad's name, then what are we even doing? What's my dad's name? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, <laughs> does your dad live in Connecticut? Because that's not where any- you grew up. Yeah, not anymore. He lives with my sister in Massachusetts. Okay. Okay. They couldn't take the communist state of Connecticut anymore. They had to move to the socialist state of Massachusetts. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. All of New England is turning in that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. But. Well. Hey, things are things are great down here below the Mason Dixon. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> um, cool, man. So we we've got a myriad of topics that we're going to talk about today. Some of it's going to center on um, denominational identity and and stuff. And for those of you who find that boring, uh, I hear you. I see you. I understand you. Uh, I ensure you that it'll be uh, entertaining, even if. Uh, <laughs> Even if that stuff bores you, at least I think it will be. Because um, whenever, whenever Mike and I get together, it's always a good time. <laughs> always, always. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so what's new, man? Before we get into our topic, anything new going on? Just had a big wedding for a friend uh, this weekend, and uh, it's funny because the the father of the groom performed the wedding, and he did an awesome job, outstanding job um and so so people were like shocked that in my own church and i'm at a wedding that i wasn't officiating (laughs) and even one person which i appreciate reached out to see how i was feeling like if i was hurt um and uh no actually it was nice to not have to officiate a wedding and i've said this and this is going to sound awful i love marriage i hate weddings I'm just gonna let that sit right there. No. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna comment. Uh, okay. I'm not. I like weddings, man. I am gonna comment. 
I like wedding. I don't like do I weddings to me are more stress. Like do officiating a wedding is more stressful than officiating a funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, although you have more time in advance to prepare for a wedding than you can do a funeral typically. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you really don't want to screw someone's big day up. You True. screw up at a funeral. Yeah. I, I mean, no one talks about the screw up at a funeral. I am the Scrooge of weddings, and and mostly it's because, and not, and you know what? It's not even the wedding, although there are some gripes and frustrations I have with weddings. It's more the reception afterwards that frustrates me. Why? Like just, I'm going to keep that to myself because I don't want to offend anybody. Okay. <laughs> well, that's nice, that's nice for once. You don't want to offend anyone. That's good. Um. Yeah, talking about uh, offending people. Have you heard from Luke? It's like uh, as soon as he, as soon as, uh, as soon as he left the show, man, I, I hardly hear from him anymore. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. Um, I guess we could text him, but I feel bad because I, he kind of made it feel like he doesn't want anything to do with us anymore. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I, uh, I am a little concerned for his safety. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure he's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, no, um, I have not heard from him. Luke, we miss you. You're missed. Be our, be our friend again. <laughs> For those who are listening and not watching, Mike just blew him a kiss. So, <laughs> um, that's good. That's good. Uh, cool. Uh, anything else interesting happening? Kids doing well? Uh, yeah, kids are doing well. They they had a great time. Uh, this weekend um yeah we had our uh, missionary that we support come and share on sunday morning and she did a phenomenal job um was she it's always a breath of fresh air when she comes and shares and we had lunch with her afterwards which was a blessing we'll sit down and she uh wasn't you guys support a specific minute uh specific missionary you don't support uh missionaries broadly like uh through through penny crusade we do penny crusade but then there's also this uh young woman crystal reitzma who was even part of the church before i was she was actually a local spanish teacher was actually my wife's spanish teacher and then being part of this church she felt she went on a mission trip and felt called to missions and she was in peru for a really long time she works for uh an agency uh short-term mission trip agency agency and currently she's actually uh, based out of Georgia with this group. And she actually oversees other missionaries trying to like be encouraging to them and get them support mm-hmm. they need. Uh, a lot of it is how much do they want to be supported? Some of them are just happy to be, yeah, mm-hmm. adventures in missions. Um, and she's just phenomenal. It was, it was a good time. Uh, it was uh, awesome. good to have her. Yeah. So awesome. we do Penny Crusade and we, we do uh, actually, Speaking of Penny Crusade, ACGC highlighted a video of me getting a pie in the face because I lost our uh, Penny Crusade competition. Man, I've had – they've tried to get me to do stuff like that at the church, that and, like, doing a dunk tank and all that. We, we uh, The past few years, we before COVID, we did a few years of a dunk tank. I've always said no. Well, that's because every every group of pastors needs a party pooper, and that's why we invited you. Yeah, I, well, I appreciate that. Well, my reason is simply practical. Um, so my beard would get messed up, and then I still have to be walking around, and my beard is going to be jacked up, and 
you know, uh, I don't care much about my appearance other than my beard. I take great care in it. So, so I just want you missionaries risking life and limb and family to serve the gospel. Eric doesn't care enough about you to mess up his beard in public. That's fair. I'll take that. I'll take that criticism. I'll own it. That's fine. Uh, listen, uh, Spurgeon said a beard is a good and godly thing. He encourages his students in his lectures to his students. In fact, the work is called Lectures to My Students, but it's his students, so it's weird to say it that way. But in that work, he tells them that they should grow beards so that they don't look like sissies with scarves around their necks as they're walking the streets, and the beard will help keep their throats warm. So uh, grow a beard. And um, uh, he also says that, that pastors should be very careful about uh, the way they joke and jest with people. So I haven't, I haven't heeded that. Uh, yeah, that one's a tough one for me. Yeah, it's tough. Maybe it's something we need to crucify. Probably. Yeah. We'll start that later. We should, let, we should be less funny. <laughs> less funny. Obviously, Spurgeon wasn't a funny man. Obvious. So. Obvi. He's not us. You know what? It's 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 the un it's the people who are not funny that disparage humor. Amen. Now, uh, talking about funny, uh, are you a fan or were you a fan of Norm Macdonald who who died last week? Yes, and with his death, oh, of course. As I'm talking, I'm I apologize, but uh, with his death, I saw a video that I'd never seen of him doing an interview on like late night. I can't remember who it was with. Um. Conan O'Brien of a, a, a moth joke, and yes, it was yes, brilliant. Me too. It was yeah, me brilliant. Too. That joke is awesome. Uh, so if you haven't looked up the moth joke, do so. The moth joke uh, with Norm McDonald, it is it's pretty funny. You get like halfway through it, and it's like, okay, this is kind of chuckle, chuckle laugh, but not like really funny. And um, then he gets to the punchline, and it's, <laughs> it's belly laughter. Yeah, I, I did. I did out loud. Yeah. Um, um, cool. How's uh, how's your church navigating COVID, man? With rises in cases and, and all that stuff. We're we're keeping on, keeping on. We're, we haven't done any any changes with the rising in cases. We're leaving it up to personal conscience and and everything. But uh, and things still are heightened. People are easier, more easily angered. Um, people haven't necessarily come back, um, or, you know, or have stayed away and it's, it's just kind of just, it's the prolonged of the same for us. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, we did go, we did go back to some normal things and our, our Sunday school to some degree, to a great degree has rebounded, which has been good. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're carrying on. It's. It's now, you know, we, even with COVID, it's kind of back to the, this new normal of, of COVID and just kind of dealing with it. But And then people, when they do get COVID, they're gone longer than they would if they had, like, just a normal thing. And their whole family is gone uh, mm -hmm. for an extended period of time while they deal with COVID. But, um, but now we're getting into the realm of, all right, we're feeling all kind of normal. And so now it's the normal headaches of ministry with, with the COVID dressing. Uh, on it all you know so just kind of deal with those types of things yeah that's yep. cool yeah that's good how about you guys in in four four oaks bliss yeah uh well things are 
things have definitely shot up as far as infections. More people in our church have been affected by, by COVID and whatnot. We've had a couple of members or former members that like, you know, just moved away um, that, that have been affected um, pretty badly, like going on critical and life support and all that stuff. But it oh, seems yeah. like they're coming out of it. It seems like they're, they're going to survive, which is uh, praise be to God uh, for that. Um, but we, we decided to move our services back to outside. So uh, okay. in the beginning of COVID, we were outside for, man, probably six to eight months. And then we came in back inside for another six to eight months. And here we are. So uh, thankfully, we have like plenty of space in our lawn. So some people like pull up and sit in their vehicle. Some people bring out the, their lawn chairs. And uh, it's that time of year where it's starting to cool off. So it's it's easier for us to do that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good, but you have to, there's all kinds of different difficulties. So I essentially, um, I have far fewer notes and when I preach, you know, sometimes the wind blows and all of a sudden pages go all over the place. Like a couple of weeks ago, I lost my, the notes that I had taped in my Bible. Um, and then like taping things in my Bible, um, is starting to ruin my Bible. Like pages are starting to stick together and all this other stuff. So I convinced Robin that uh, might be time that I have to buy a new Bible uh, to use once we come back inside. So mm-hmm. I guess that's a silver lining. Yeah. You know, the, the wife approved to get a new Bible, uh, which is good. <laughs> and for those who don't know, like the, the thing I, I I'm, um, I don't need like nice new things all that much, uh, but I do love a good premium Bible. And I've talked about that here on this program cigars and bibles man those are my those are my vices what was it you that sent us the link to like this red bible that was like 300 something dollars or something like like a a ridiculous amount of money that was probably me now i've never spent 300 dollars on a bible i will say that have i wanted to spend 300 dollars on a bible yes but (laughs) i have i have uh one that's a little bit more difficult for me to afford and two. So anybody out there who wants to buy me a $300 Bible, I'm, I'm, I'm game, but um, yeah, that's, that's hard for me to justify. That's so, so you want genuine leather. You don't want the imitation. Genuine leather. No, no, I'm not doing genuine leather either. Genuine oh. leather is like, bond, well, that to me, that's like bonded leather. I look for the goat skin. Um, goat skin Bibles. There are, I've had some, uh, oh man, I've had some, uh, some kind of cow leather that I got from like a rebondery. Uh, I ended up selling that one. Um, so I've bought and sold some Bibles. Like I'm a part of some premium Bible trade and sell uh, sites on Facebook. So you do, you do with Bibles, what people do with guns. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Bibles are less expensive than guns. So, uh, yeah. So I buy, sell Bibles and, and it's, uh, it's fun, man. It's, it's, it's so, um, one, one that I really like is this, this, uh, Omega. So this is a 80th edition ESV Omega from Crossway. One of the things I hate about Crossway Bibles is they're very, uh, they're not sure of themselves. It's almost like they are, they, they lack confidence because they put ESV through twice right here. Like I, I don't, oh, I'm not showing it correctly. So on the spine okay. yeah, on everything, it, it, it's at least two or three times ESV shows up on the side. So that's one of the things I really dislike about um, hey, it's, crossway Bibles. It's, it's three on mine. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You don't need that. 
it's ridiculous. So so that kind of that kind of ticks me off a little bit. But the the leather on this is beautiful, man. And this is a goatskin brown leather, very classic looking. Um, it's a thin line, but the font is a little bit on the short or small side. It's around the nine nine and a half size font. I like something closer to a ten or eleven. Am I boring you, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, so, so I, I look at all those different types of things, the, the weight of the paper. So the, the paper's really thin on this one, which I mm -hmm. don't like. Yes. So, I will agree with you there. The a thicker paper is nice. Yes. Um, cause, it, cause I find other than tearing is always a danger, but it's hard to get a grip on, uh, a thinner paper. Yeah. 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 So, so anyway, I'm, I'm the Bible nerd. If you're looking for a premium Bible, you can hit me up. I will talk to you all. It, it, great, great blog to subscribe to is the Bible design blog. Um, and that guy does all kinds of written in video reviews of, of premium Bibles. So yeah, man. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for letting me nerd out for a little bit. Oh, you're if you're still with us, if you're still with us, uh, audience, hey, uh, check out the new podcast uh, that we're doing out of Advent Christian Voices called Creeds, Councils, and Confessions. It features uh, Catherine Rybicki and myself as we walk through the historic uh, creeds, confessions, and councils of of the church for the last two thousand years. So um, the new episodes are going to drop on Thursday mornings, and um, so we got another one coming out this Thursday on the judaizers that one's gonna be pretty fun and if you've ever seen mean girls we dropped some mean girls references yeah have you seen mean girls i have not seen it front to back but i've seen clips of oh it there. my goodness you have to watch that movie it's hilarious see i don't have to watch the movie i've got enough of them around me mean no come on man it's funny <laughs> uh lindsey lohan before she went on drugs so Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. But I think that came out when I was like in high school and I thought it was stupid because I thought it was going to be a chick flick. And then Robert and I watched it last year and it's so much greater. Uh, it's, 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 it appeals more broadly than just a chick flick. Yep. Okay. Your wife doesn't, your wife is, is surprised that you've never seen it. Well, she can so, be surprised all. See, this is the joy of marriage. You're always learning something new about your spouse if you're in a good, good marriage. If it was on Netflix, I, I would say that you guys, you know, have something to do tonight. Uh, you can you can Netflix, you can chill and then and then watch Netflix <laughs> <laughs> for the long term viewers of the program. You'll get that joke. If you're not a long term viewer, uh, then you might not get that that joke. I, I wish I could, but I have a uh, a meeting tonight, a Zoom meeting tonight. So. There will probably be no TV watching. And then I've got to fit in some video game playing because for my birthday, some beloved friends got me a, a an old video game that I've been trying to play. Okay. Then. It, it's the, I like to play things in order. So it's, and we've just, we've had a, a switch for less than a year. And so um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I've always been a Zelda fan. I've got that. We yeah. just got a switch like a month ago. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm trying to work. I've been playing a little bit. It's mostly on my days off that I sit down because you need, you can't just play it like five or 10 minutes here or there. You got to sit yeah. down and really focus. But. You have to play for at least an hour or two because it takes yeah. a while. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's that's, not even a, that's a fun game. Yeah. yeah it's that's fun. a fun game. 
We uh we get together and play as a family. We'll play uh Mario Party. We love Mario Party. Last weekend we did a tournament. So if you listen oh. to my other podcast with Jackson, so it's actually Jackson's podcast. It's called um Every Day is Sunday. And uh, we were talking about this. So we ended up doing a tournament. We called it a Mario Thon. And we played uh, Mario Golf, Mario Party, and Mario Kart. And we uh, oh. first place in each one got five points and then three, two, one. And at the end of it, three out of the four of us tied with 10 points. Wow. Our family, our boys and our family would love that. We we will often play Mario Kart. We'll, the boys like the mini games of Mario Party. They don't necessarily oh. like the actual game. Which, oh. but they like the they like the rafting down the river thing. They do like that. We hate that. We hate rafting. <laughs> we hate rafting with a passion. Um, but, uh, dude, I wonder. Mario can we like play yet. online together? Can we? Can we like have your family and our family play all one Mario Party? Because that'd be pretty cool. Let's research that because yeah. our my boys would love that. They would. They would absolutely. Gideon is very. Um, he he doesn't win very often. He uh-huh. feels so he's pretty down on himself. So he doesn't like he likes to play battles more than he likes to play the races. Um, so he, he might not be as enthused, but I think if he knew we were playing with real like people, we could potentially know um, online. I think that we would could be- like face we could like FaceTime in the middle mm-hmm. of it, like iPad to iPad or something like that. That'd be yeah. pretty fun, man. That that could be fun. Look at that, man, man. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I feel like we should plug into our topic for today. <laughs> now that we're ma- now that we're like making plans for our families, and our wives are probably watching, be like, "What are you getting us into?" Um, so, uh, so Robin says she hates racing games. So she's, she, you know, she's at Gideon's level as far as when it comes to mm-hmm. racing games. Yeah, yeah. I'm. So, I don't. I, I hesitate to say this out loud. But surprisingly, Erica is pretty good. Robin's better than she lets on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have a I have a losing streak when it comes to Mario Party. So, mm-hmm. yeah. My sister says she's not a fan of video games, but I don't remember asking her opinion. So, what is? <laughs> not every not every not, not everybody's a fan of video games. It's yeah. true. Um, yeah. But I, I do, I'll be honest, this is, you know, I have to be careful with video games and put up boundaries because I could easily spend all my time. And, and it's actually the same thing, same thing on my phone. Like, you know, any screen, it's easy for me to zone out on. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't fight it as much as I should. But yeah. anyway. Okay. Well, Mike, uh, uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about denominational stuff. Um Exciting. Now, now, hey, I want to caution those because some of you might be rolling your eyes and wanting to plug your ears because you don't care about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, uh, mm-hmm. and my wife is probably one of those people, so I'm, ta- so I'm speaking specifically to her. Uh, it is important. It is important. So, Mike, if for those who might be like Robin, and maybe Erica's the same way, where they're like, listen, I don't understand why you go off to these meetings. I don't understand why you care about these things. Just, you know, stick your head in the sand. Let's let's stick let's stick it out in the local church. Um, what would you say as to a good reason to at least be aware or at least care even a minute? bit about denominational things well well number one even though we have a a loose knit 
<laughs> loose-knit author authority structure. What does happen in other churches and other parts of the denomination does impact us, mm -hmm. um, if not on a local scale, at least on a wider scale, mm -hmm. uh, national, even global scale. So, so it's important to be aware uh, of what's going on. And also you want to be careful with who you're associated with as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to, to be aware, to be involved in is important. Not everyone would agree. There are lots of guys that wouldn't. Uh, my, as I was sharing with you earlier, my, my biggest issue with being involved is not a lack of desire, although there are times that I really don't want to because there's just so many issues and I don't feel adequately equipped to input or deal with any of them is there's just so many needs at so many different levels and in so many different areas that... Mm -hmm. It's easy to just, you know, I'm just going to put my head down and focus locally. Um, yeah, well, I, dude, I feel the same way because, like, there's so many needs out there and you have to, like, and I'm one of those types of people, I'll go wherever I'm called. I'll go wherever, you know, that's, uh, and that was kind of what got me into the army was like, hey, I felt like there was a need. I could, you know, I could fill that need and, and that's what I've done in ministry as well. And when you have people that are asking you to do you know, serve on different boards and committees and all this other stuff, it can be overwhelming. And you can, and like, at least for me, I just want to be like, Hey, who's El Jefe? Let El Jefe tell me what they want me to do. What, what mm -hmm. is going to best serve our cause? Cause I don't necessarily have the big picture. Um, but you know, I'm not nearly as sought after as you are, Mike. Um, I know that you're always on everyone's top of the list as far as wanting them to be on, on a committee or a board, um, which not, is not true. There's one, there's one entity. There are two entities that have never reached out to me and it's been kind of a growing, a growing concern of why that is. And I think I know why, but I'm going to, I'm just going to keep it and harbor bitterness and pain, but is it because no, I'm not, at the, I'm not at the, probably, but yeah. I'm definitely not at the top of everybody's list. So, um, so there's that, but let's just think practically here for a moment. Right. So, um, so your pastor is usually going to be linked to the denomination in some capacity. So um, there are some benefits that the denomination does offer to our pastors, such as like the, the uh, pension plan. So essentially if things don't go well with the denomination, like, Hey, where'd my retirement go? Now I'm sure there's contingencies on that, but um, that that's certainly something that's important, but also it's, it's often the denomination that will uh, help direct where funds go for church planting, leadership development, missions, and things like that. So, you know, if you have, you know, 200 churches that can give a thousand dollars or $2,000 a year to missions, well, you can do more together than you'd be able to do separately. Um, typically denominations have shared beliefs too. Um, now ours, our denomination doesn't have really much of any shared belief um, of course, conditional immortality, sleep of the dead, new heavens, new earth, which are some of the Advent Christian distinctives. But ultimately, what's most distinctive about our denomination is lacking any theological unity. So uh, for those who are kind of a, a, an inclusivist or a universalist, then we're kind of the perfect place for that. Um, so uh, and I say that disparagingly. I'm not advocating for that. So. Um, so you, you have that within a denomination, but you, you have some of these structures set up for the purpose of greater cooperation in gospel ministry. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially local churches uh, coming together uh, for the purpose of raising up leaders, sending them out for the proclamation of the gospel. That ultimately is what it boils down to. 
um, I think. And, and we have some serious problems, as I just mentioned with the theological ones, but we also have structural ones. So, I mean, you've, you've shared that you've had, you know, every once in a while you get a phone call of people wanting to knock on your door and say, Hey, Mike, will you serve on this committee or that board? And you get overwhelmed. I mean, you serve on the Berkshire board, which in my opinion, my humble opinion is probably one of the most important ones in our denomination because of the direction that we're going. Um, <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? No reason. Um, <laughs> I see what you're doing and I don't like it. <laughs> what am I, what am I doing? Do you think that I'm guilting you into like anything? No, you would never do that. I would never. <laughs> I do. I, I know I can listen. I know I can be a little, uh, um, what's the term I'm trying to think of? Uh, I can, I can, lot, pressure people. <laughs> I can, I can pressure people into doing it like, like, Hey, you, you really need to do this. Put it anyway. Mm. Um, but you know, that's, that's an important board, but there's, mm-hmm. you know, we have conference boards, we have regional boards, we have denominational uh, committees, and then we have committees below that too. So there's different boards and committees at camps, your, your region and your conference might have different types of boards and committees that serve there. Um, no. And, and one thing that I didn't think about when we were t- talking about this, let's say you're the president of something. Mm. That means you're automatically part of another board. Yeah. So I, so if I'm c- conference president, I'm also part of the Eastern regional board. Mm-hmm. And if I'm president of the region, I'm also part of the executive council. Yeah. Automatically. Well, which, you know, what's, you know, what's well, interesting, Mike. Oh, go yeah. ahead. No, I don't want to. So, so, which is, which is, I think isn't necessarily a bad thing, but when you say yes to these roles, you have to understand that it's not just this committee you're also committing to these other responsibilities with it, these yeah. other boards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know necessarily, unless we were to restructure everything, a better way to do that because uh, you do kind of need these people to come together so that you know what's going on and you're all informed. Yeah. But anyway, so that was just what, what I was going to follow. Well, it, you know, in the, in the, the problem there, Mike, is that it serves as a distraction to a lot of these folks who are pastors of a local church. And if you're part of a local church, you probably sit if you're a pastor, then you probably sit on some boards in your local church or councils in your local church there as an ex officio member or, or whatever. I mean, I'm so, the, I'm the head of our WHFMS. You're part of the, you're, you're the head of the women's ministry. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I, man, we've really, I mean, we've gone further off the rails than I thought we already were. <laughs> um, so, so, but these things can serve as a distraction and so, and some of it can be a good distraction. Some of it might not be. So as a pastor, maybe you're not utilizing all the gifts that God's given you within your local church because they're not needed there. They might be needed somewhere yeah. else, yeah. but in other ways it can serve as a negative distraction because if you're serving on two or three other boards, then that takes time throughout your week and throughout your month where you're either going to, your attention is going to be pulled away from the local church and can affect you can, it can become overwhelming in the sense that you're just tired from having to like think through, do research and help make good decisions and guiding a certain organization where that distracts from your ability to preach the word, to spend time with people, or even to help um, navigate the direction of your own local ministry. So, um, so that's a negative thing. Um, 
and it's so, I mean, things are so overwhelming. I mean, we have some, uh, we have some positions in, you know, regional ministry and, and even executive council ministry where you have folks who aren't even, um, members or participants in an Advent Christian church serving in Advent Christian leadership. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, you know, and it could be well-intentioned and well-meaning folks, but, um, that at least says something, I think, uh, when you're so, when we are so desperate for filling positions that we're willing to in, uh, include people to direct our, the direction of our denomination that we pull from those who aren't actively participating in every Christian ministry otherwise. So that's tough. We're in a, we're in a bad way, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we do have a lot of positive things going on, sure. right? So you're part of that Berkshire board. I mean, what kind mm-hmm. of, I mean, there's a lot, no one's more excited about what's happening with MTI Berkshire than, than I am. So um, our church has been a, a, since I've been here, a huge supporter of Berkshire and the MTI program. So and we thank you. We thank you. Well, I honestly, honestly, you guys are most welcome. It's uh, and, 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 and in all honesty, thank you also for even I called you with a request last week to help us, not even with ministry aspects, but also just helping us meet together. Mm-hmm. So your willingness is much appreciated. Well, we need more people willing to say, hey, let's let's chip in. Let's let's get yep. together and work together because we recognize that there's a huge uh, vacuum of leadership with our denomination. Um, the estimation is that I th- is it. Is it sixty or seventy percent? I think it's seventy percent of our of our pastors are within five years or already uh, after the age of retirement. Mm-hmm. So that's huge, man. I mean, that's humongous. So we need we need to train pastors. It, it is humongous, but for those of for those that might be looking for, that are younger looking for a change, it, it just shows a, a a massive amount of opportunity. <laughs> but no, it is, it is because even with that, with the limited numbers we have, it's going to be the churches that are maybe smaller or can't afford a full-time pastor that may want a full-time pastor won't mm-hmm. get, won't get filled as quickly or as easily because we don't have, have the resources to help them out. Yeah. I, th- I think that's even been said even here in the Eastern region that, you know, I'll let you know when somebody comes up. Yep. So. So, which means we got to train our, our churches to help uh, help them. So, if if something were to happen to us, that they can they have elders and leaders within the church that can preach the word, they can minister to the minister to those within the congregation and in the community, uh, so that they can go an extended period of time without a a, a vocational pastor. So it's just Absolutely. the status of things, but there are, I mean, MTI Berkshire. I mean, you guys are killing it, man. I just had a meeting with, with uh, Matt Larkin this morning. You know, I've already, I've helped do a course design of a pastoral leadership class. And he and I are working together to do, to redesign the, the systematic theology course that MTI has. So that's really exciting. Uh, you know, and it's a play, it's, it's really a, a privilege for me to be able to be participate in that. Did you, did you finally win the Grudem debate? Uh, the Grudem debate had already been won. So that had long been won. Uh, Larkin had, had, uh, had already, you know, he had come to terms 
probably before even the the first course was taught that that we'd replace the the Grudem textbook. So we're looking at a couple others, man. Um, so I actually got one in the mail uh, that he's sending me that I get a review to potentially put that in there. But yeah, the one we the one that Gordon Conwell used was, or at least one of the classes that he used was Millard Erickson's. Yep. So that's the one that, that I'm actually going to be. So there's an abridged yeah. version that we might, cause it's only 12 weeks. Right. So, yep. um, yep. And we've had some conversation like, Hey, so what's after yeah. MTI? Cause MTI is not really like, it's good. And, and it's good to probably help someone gain into vocational or bivocational ministry or to start them off, assuming that they're going to continue to grow afterwards. But what does that growth look like? Mm. And I was encouraged by the conversation because he, you know, shared, Hey, we are having these conversations and we are trying to think through this. And, yeah. and that's really positive, man. Cause we need a, we need well-trained uh, clergy uh, so that they can train the members of our churches to carry out Ephesians 4.11, right. To carry out the works of ministry. So um, we're to be the equippers, of the saints. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm encouraged by that, man. Uh, Bickford is, is he wants us to use Burkoff or Bavink. Now check this, man. I have grown soft in my old age. Um, <gasps> I have been fighting Bickford on this cause I've been asking him for his recommendations and he's been going off on Burkoff and Bavink who I believe have two, two books or they have several works that are phenomenal. And I'd love to use if we were a reformed denomination, but we are not. So we're trying to find works that um, that essentially are are more n- neutral, or at least pr- presents present different, op- you know, different uh, historical beliefs and, and all. That. So you're not interested in the three volume Hodge systematic theology that I've got on my. I also have it on my bookshelf. That's <laughs> right there. Is it green? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so that's Hodge. This is Frame. This is Bavink. Uh, Erickson's over here. So you can't see the institutes and you can't see some of the other stuff. So, yeah, man, uh, we've been talking about this stuff. So, so it's yeah. exciting. It's, it's exciting, but, um, we're trying to do some good stuff, right? So, yeah. Well, you, you, you drew your attention, to, my attention to your, um, bookshelf. Okay. So right over your head, the, the, yep. Over a little bit more to the other, nope, other way. There's, is it a Bible, a bl- black Bible with like reddish, goldish? Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Okay. So this, uh, my friend, is another premium Bible, um, but it's one that I got deeply discounted by selling beard oil. Um, I essentially tra- I bartered for beard oil. Um, so this is a 400th anniversary of the King James Version. Um, oh, that's pretty. But it's, but it's an ESV Bible. And it is uh, leather overboard, okay? It's very supple, the, the leather is. And why is this funny? It smells phenomenal. Um, it's double column with center, center references. Um, uh, gold art gilding. And has like some imagery at the front. So I've just blacked out that imagery to not be a uh, second commandment violation. Uh, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that, but it has like some nice little images and, and all kinds of stuff. It's really neat, man. Yeah. What you got any other interest on my book? No, that, there, that, one, that one just caught my eye, but anyway, so restructuring of the denomination, what do you think needs to happen? 
Yeah. So uh, I'm not an expert in this, man. So I don't have I don't see the full picture, right? So I don't see the big yeah. picture, but I know I know it's. I'm here on the ground, as are you, and and it can be overwhelming at times when you see so many needs and not enough people to to fill those needs. So so what do you have to do? You have to. I think contract any good organization is going to recognize that there's times that it has to contract. There was a, uh, a study done probably about uh, probably 10 years ago that someone had sent me on our denomination. And they mentioned in that report that we've been a denomination in decline since its foundation. Mm-hmm. So, and all we've done is build bigger structures and only really started to, to um, close down that structure, not close it down, but, contract a little bit um, over the last you know decade or so. Um, so so I don't know exactly what that means, but you know it, it at least seems that there's a lot of overlap in a lot of different types of positions. Um, you know I, I I've served on I was vice president of the Heritage Conference. Currently I serve on the Camp Dixie board um, and, and I have found that the most fruitful ministry, denominational ministry that I've been a part of uh, has been Advent Christian Voices, which isn't really a denominational ministry, but it's something that's made for Advent Christians. And also MTI, man. I mean, I'm full bore ahead. Like I, I've enjoyed, I see so much value in that. Um, Kim Dixie has been great. Uh, it's been good to get to know some people, but it's not really my, my uh, passion. Um and uh, that we tried to do some things in the heritage conference, but it, it's hard, man. It's, it's, it's difficult. And we only had like 10 churches. So at least, at least when I was on the when I was on the heritage conference board, I thought it would just be simpler to either uh, get rid of regions or get rid of conferences. One of the two, you know, uh, eliminate one of those, um, those entities and, and, you know, mush them together, whatever that looks like, merge them together. So, uh, yeah, because I, I didn't see a lot of value in some of the, and not as much value, not bang for the buck. So that's why there's probably some valuable ministry, but not not worth when you compare the capital to to the return on investment. And I'm not just talking about like dollars and cents here. I'm talking eternal and eternal ROI. Um, it just I wasn't convinced of, that it was worth it. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. I don't know what the solution is in terms of like structure either. The the one thing I think our structure could, I mean, we might need to downsize just because we are declining and streamline things a bit. And I'm not even sure what that would look like and whose knows it's worth bending to get there. Uh, but the one piece and, and don't hear me saying we need more authority top down necessarily. Cause I like the freedom that we have in many ways. Um, but I think those who take on leadership, whether paid or volunteer within the denomination, need to bend over backwards to really pursue continuity, unity, and shared goals and vision. And not just, you know, and not just go and say, oh, the, the, you know, this group's got, you know, this strategic plan, but we'll do whatever they ask, maybe what they ask us to at, you know, at surface level, but we're really just going to go in our own direction because whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, don't play lip service, but say, all right, or, or at least make it known we don't agree with you. And so we're really going to struggle to 
go forward with you or, or whatever. But I just feel like, you know, at best we pay that there seems to be some lip service, but then when we kind of break from our meetings, we kind of go in our own direction anyway. Well, uh, it's just when you're, Hey, let's work together. Nope. I yeah. don't feel like it. Okay. Well, wh- what does that mean then? Well, I'm just going to do my own thing. Um, if you, I mean, if you're in leadership in the denomination, you might not get your way as far as when you're talking about working within a committee or a council or a board, but ultimately you have to go the direction of where everybody else is going. I mean, mm-hmm. or else why be part of an association or network of churches like we are? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can dis like, we have this in our own board meetings and our, and, and whatnot. Like, um, listen, if a vote doesn't go my way in a deacon's meeting, no one's going to know that outside of, of the deacons. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might go to my truck. Uh, I might, uh, you know, I might, uh, uh, complain to myself and be like, oh man, and shucks. But ultimately, uh, you gotta be a team player, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you're not called to be a dictator. You're called to, to shepherd and to lead into leadership. Isn't dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to be a good leader, you also have to be a good follower. So if I don't demonstrate for my leadership in my church submission, then how are they ever going to submit to even biblical uh, authority when, when I might, you know, uh, now, now trust me, if, if something's biblical, and, it, and uh, then, then we'll fight that one out. But if we're talking right. something that's more pragmatic or wisdom, prudent stuff, I can easily defer on those things. And mm-hmm. um, I think we need to do that as well. Uh, you know, and I'm and I'm glad to submit to um, certain levels of denominational mm-hmm. authority as well. I think I think there's a healthy level of authority that can be had even with a congregational setting like we like we have as a denomination. Um, and I think we got top-notch folks in a lot of key positions, man. Like we, mm-hmm. like I, I can't speak highly enough of, of guys like Steve Loss and, and, and uh, you know, Justin and uh, Nash and, and uh, uh, Jeff Walsh and uh, that no, marking it- guy. Yeah, with no the funny mustache, and, you know, and, and, all, and their teams. Yeah, and all, yeah, absolutely. That we have a great leadership down at ACGC, mm-hmm. even though one of them, you know, is now up here in Maine. I, I love Larkin, and so actually, a little mini dream of mine would be to just be in their presence on a regular basis. You know, well, are you trying to vie for like a job at ACGC? No, 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 no. You <laughs> That's don't want, what it sounds. No, like. no, 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 no. You don't want me at the top. You know, you probably well. <laughs> No, no, you don't. You don't want me at the top. I, I'm. I, I talk a good game, but then when people come come at me, I, I, I don't hold my ground. You need someone a bit stronger than me. But, um, yeah. No, that's a good. No, we have in many areas we have some really good leadership in lots of different places, and we have some gifted, um, you know, pastors that are also contributing to different things. I mean the. Mm-hmm the regional, the, uh, field directors, I mean, mm-hmm. for, for MTI are just phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal guys. I don't agree with them on, you know, I don't agree with anybody on every jot and tittle of a viewpoint, but in terms of leading for growth and leadership development, it's phenomenal. And we've yeah, got Larkin, some, some Larkin has put together a top notch team, man. Yeah. I mean, every single one of those guys I've either, I've either known 
or I, or I've had conversations with and, and have gotten to know from afar and seemingly just top notch folks, just high character, high drive. I mean, you're talking an all-star team type of type of folk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, he only missed the ball in one area. Um, up here, he had uh, someone facilitate a course. Um, what was it? Um, um, <laughs> Are you talking about the course you facilitated? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 I appreciate his throwing me a bone, but that was probably not the best option. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, no. There there are some real positive things if we're willing to to look around and and look outside of our box of what we think should be going on. Yeah. Um, we need some folks who are willing to think outside the box and, and, and not just do things the way we've always done them. Um, and I think we've got some of those folks in, in those, uh, those positions. We just need to give them some support, you know? Um, so, you know, it, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot to be c- concerned about. There's a lot to be excited about as well. So it is quite interesting. The next AC leaders conference is going to be at, uh, at the Evan Christian village, you know, the, re- the retirement home. Um, I, I don't know what that says about our future uh, <laughs> for, for the, uh, for the leaders cup. Maybe, maybe there's like some kind of, you know, backroom deal where, you know, people who buy a condo or whatever thing down at ACV that, that uh, maybe, maybe ACGC will get a kickback. Uh, hopefully that'll, that'll help work out for him, but cause there'll certainly be plenty of people who are close to retirement age or looking towards that. will be attending. <laughs> Look so. at your future. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what we are building for you. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, so if you're interested, I think that's in February. So if you're looking to retire, you should come to the Everett Christian leaders conference. Well, d- here's the reality. I think, I think it was Andy Rice that said, if it's one thing Advent Christians do well, it's retirement communities. <laughs> retirement communities and taking care of the elderly. Which, is, hey, listen, yeah. we need that in our in our society in our culture. We yeah. need to uh, to take care of those who are elderly. Um, it's just uh, it's just really interesting that our that's the thing that we've done the best that we've really knocked out of the park. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, I'm not sure if that's if that's. Uh, and I, I think I've heard, and I may be wrong, that some of that is owing to Colonel Sanders and Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm not sure what the exact connection is there, but it would there. There are two things that I would like that I cannot write myself because I don't have the time to do the research. There are two things that AC Witness has to have articles on. One, Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and his his contribution to the Advent Christian denomination. And I've heard it's been, it's been, it it may be blown up, you know, like the fish is this big, but people talk about it like it's massive. Mm -hmm. Um, And then number two, uh, we, you know, when we had our discussion of of the Enneagram and the concerns over the Enneagram, they need to put a article out on that, that puppy. Oh my goodness. Can we not? Can we not? Um, So yeah, the Colonel Sanders thing I'd be I'd be very interested in. So uh, especially because I like fried chicken. 
I do too. So for my birthday, we I contributed to cooking my own uh, birthday dinner, and we did poutine. You know what poutine is? Do you know what poutine I is? I do. It sounds disgusting. It's delicious. It's basically French fries with gravy and cheese curds. Oh, so good. Um, and then we, we made our own fried chicken in the air fryer. It turned out really well for our first stab at it. Because every time we've done fried chicken in the air fryer, I don't know if I've been impressed. Now, it's, Robin it's, made some banging chicken last night. So she yeah. breaded it in the, like, and then put it in the oven, and it was nice and moist, and it was delicious. It was full of flavor. Uh, but see, yeah. see, you, it's not going to be like what you get at Kentucky fried chicken and everything. So it's not going to be a one for one, like that Chris extra crispy, but my, my one complaint when it comes to f- doing fried chicken is often you don't get it good and coated so that it like splits and then you don't have some batter or whatever on parts. So that's, that's one technique that I have not totally fixed, but now is this the chicken that you commented on Facebook that it's pumpkin spice? So that was that was a joke. Okay, uh, so, I was going to say, I'm like, good God. So, <laughs> I was like, Lord, save him. <laughs> so, so, uh, so just for reference, I made a. For those who don't know, I made a. I, I sent a GIF of of uh, what was it? Wild Bill, or what was that? His name from Silence of the Lambs, the guy who said, "Put the yes, you rub the lotion, the lotion on, on your skin." skin. Or you get the hose again, and uh, so it's him. But it says it rubs the <laughs> rubs the pumpkin spice on the skin, and I had shared that Robin was making pumpkin spice chicken, and things had gone too far because Robin's okay. all about uh, pumpkin spice. Um, anyway, uh, so she was making pumpkin spice cookies in the same oven as our chicken, and I oh, had made the joke okay. like. Yo, are you making pumpkin spice chicken? Because this is this would be ridiculous. And she assured me she was not. So, yeah, yeah. See, I can do pumpkin flavored just about anything except pumpkin spice coffee. Like, there's just uh, it's almost like too cinnamony, and I don't know. I used to like pumpkin spice from from Dunkin's, and then, uh, and then I realized how bad it was for me. So I just didn't i don't do it anymore because but yeah yeah i'm a basic white girl (laughs) extra basic (laughs) between between pumpkin spice and and mean girls so (laughs) yeah uh cool man well do we got anything else to talk about michael no okay cool all right then uh, Robin says, but now I'm going to try pumpkin chicken. Eric, no, you are not allowed to hang out with this it. pumpkin coffee hater. Uh, I feel like there was something else that that Robin had said that I'm not allowed to be friends with you about anymore. I forget. What I don't. I don't blame her. I that, that's probably why I have very limited friend group because I think a lot of people are like, don't be friends with that idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I told her I'd never give you up. I never uh-huh. give you up, Michael. Thank you, Rick Astley. <laughs> not gonna give you up. Not gonna let you down. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate the commitment. You know, I'm here for you, buddy. I'm here for you. So, anyway, we will see you guys next week. 
not sure. We've been kind of getting to our topics like late in the day on Tuesday. We're not quite sure what we're going to talk about. So, uh, hey, if you have any suggestions, we would take them. But seeing how you probably you have probably getting many questions for your other podcasts, probably. I'm starting to get more and more. But they're they're coming in from people in my church and they're handing them to me. So, uh, so I'm not getting emails with those questions. So you can you can send them to Mike. Which thinking about email, did you get that email of those poems that I sent to you? They were written by my my chaplain cousin-in-law um, that like they were referencing like because one time you shared with me like you would go back in a heartbeat if offered and they were kind of some some poetry he wrote about that similar feeling mm, I don't recall I'll have to look into that and may resend them because I thought you'd enjoy them appreciate them okay yeah I'm a, I'm a huge fan of poetry Mike I just sit around and by the fire sipping on my hot cocoa and uh, pumpkin spice latte and you know you probably smoke pumpkin spice cigars don't you no anathema anathema <laughs> <laughs> uh no not at all <laughs> robin does say she likes the smell of my cigars uh so so maybe she would like it even more if i had pumpkin spice flavored cigars so nathaniel stop it he, he says i don't like poetry I like reading the Puritans, and that's poetry enough for me. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, we've lost Mike's attention. He's uh, he's texting somebody. It's probably really important. Um, but yep. uh, yeah, uh, Erica's probably yelling at him through the phone. Um, no, I, I'm putting in an invite we got to a, a birthday party because if I don't put it in, it probably won't make it into the family calendar. So you have a family calendar? Yep, we have our calendar synced. So that we we don't have to, you know instead of actually talking to each other and doing weekly updates, we can just look at our calendar and see what we've scheduled for each other. I honestly just go wherever Robin tells me to go. That's mostly what it is. But then if it doesn't make the calendar, then I'm like, why? I wasn't aware of this. Mm-hmm. So I need it to be in the uh, in in the calendar. <laughs> 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 but FYI, if you ever put me, give me a Facebook invite, even if I'm coming, I will always say maybe. Always. Always. Wait, what's getting more aggressive? My my frustration with how some of us handle our family calendar, shared calendar on our iPhone. Is this is this like a? It's almost is this like a subtweet of your wife right now? Are you subtweeting yeah. Erica? We might. We, we, she actually might need to pop on this and you might need to do some counseling when we're done. Oh, my goodness. Can, I, I'd love to see Erica go on a rant about, you know, your inability to operate the family calendar. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh. oh, man, I think we've touched a nerve here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay. All right. Hey, well, I do know, Hey, Bickford might be, might be available for some family counseling. Uh, I, I know he's taking a considerable amount of, of counseling classes. Oh, I need to do that. I need to find some time to take some counseling classes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Well, let's finally get off of here so we can go about our days. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Hopefully, we didn't rustle too many jimmies. Uh, and if we did, you can uh, email Mike. Uh, so God bless you. Take care. We'll see you next week. Some jimmies. Russell.